It's only been two weeks since the last one. It's definitely time for more WRC action. Welcome along to the Regroup Podcast. I'm Bex Williams, and as ever, Emma Penlan is beside me, and we are basking in beautiful sunshine here in Sardinia. It is going to be very hot this weekend. Temperatures up to almost 40 degrees out on the stages on Friday, which is quite a contrast to what we saw last year. It was a lot of rain around, torrential rain last year, uh, which made things quite interesting. But this year, it's going to be traditionally baking hot. Brilliant competition last year. Final day shootout between Ogier and Newville. Seven tenths of a second was what Newville won it by on the final stage. And we couldn't have been more thrilled throughout the day by the fact that they were just flat out everywhere. Will we see a repeat this time around? I'm not sure. We'll see more drivers in the mix, Ems, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's like it's been all year. You just can't second guess who's going to be favourite here. Um, the top three, obviously, gunning for it. They've got uh, you know, a lot of momentum going forward. They've all had good rallies recently, so um, it's going to be really exciting. And there's going to be some uh, surprises in the mix. You can bet your bottom dollar. A surprise already, before we even talk about competition, is a change of co-driver and always when you change one part of the team it's it's a big thing to do it's a big decision to make Tami Sunanen has decided to make that change swapping Marco Salmanen who's been with him for the first half of the season to Yamo Leitinen now Yamo has co-driven for Miko Hirvonen famously of course for so many years hasn't competed at WRC level since 2014 although he did jump into an R5 last year with Hiroki Arai Fantastic to see him back, firstly, Ems. It's quite nostalgic. It was certainly at Shakedown this morning, listening to him call the pace notes. His passion for co-driving just has not slipped over the years. But a great combination with youth and experience. Absolutely. And Timo actually confessed earlier that he's still a relatively inexperienced driver. So he needs a bit of experience alongside him. And who better than Yamo? Um, yeah, and it was absolutely brilliant hearing his voice. I can't believe it's so long since he did his last event, actually. But great to have him back. And, uh, yeah, it's only going to make that uh, car faster because Teemu can focus fully on driving and let everything else in the, in the safe hands of Yamo. It's going to be a good event for them, I think. Yeah, I think it will be. Well, let's head over to the M Sport camp now then and catch up with Mr. Soonan and to find out the reasons why the change has happened and how he thinks it's all going to go. Tamey, we see big changes coming into Sardinia for you. New co-driver, but not new to WRC in any way, shape or form, Yamo Leitinen, who has incredible experience, sat next to Miko Hevenen, is alongside you. An incredible choice of co-driver moving forward. Tell us the reason for the change. Yeah, I would say the reason was maybe more because I recognise that I'm still young and unexperienced driver in WRC, and uh, I want to be the driver who is learning and getting the tips and not like uh, teaching the others and uh, and uh, yeah Jarmo is really experienced driver he have done uh, co-driver and he have done a uh, nice and long career and have a lot of experience mm. and uh, he was driver crew for me so he knew my notes quite well and and that was like easy way to get experience co-driver for me yeah, I've seen comments that he said that your notes are pretty similar to the way Miko's notes were as well, which is a good thing. How is that relationship going to work between you and Yamo? Because there's quite an age difference, isn't there? How old are you now? 20? 25. 
55. I'm not going to say how old Yarmo <laughs> is, but he's always been quite young at heart. Anyway, <laughs> older than my dad. <laughs> he's older than you. Is he really? Yeah. yeah. We won't tell him that. Uh, but how do you think the relationship is gonna is gonna pan out? Because as you said, he's got all the experience. He can teach you. But can you be taught, Tamu, in the car? Are you ready to take his guidance? Yeah, for me, the relationship have been good for the moment, and uh, I've been able to get some experience already now on the record. Mm. And uh, there's like big long stories, and 2008 happens this and this in this corner, and, and uh, a lot about the tire options okay the tires have changed a lot but still there is like a huge experience and uh, things what I can learn and uh, yeah the notes to me is like similar I have more like maybe more modern notes I have a little more like more words on uh, more, information. more information but uh, then I don't have like pluses and minuses on the notes, which is which makes it hopefully more simple. It's going to be exciting to see how you two go together. Does it build your confidence having someone with his experience alongside you coming into a tough rally like this? Yeah, it's of course it's building confidence, and because uh, Yarmo have big knowledge about this rally. But then on the other hand, it's always difficult to change the co-driver. Even the cooperation is working well, but. Uh, the voice is different and all the code drivers are speaking different ways and then it's not that easy to do. get like uh, listen to notes like from the branches on how the branches are going but uh, yeah I, I believe it's going to be good you know, from, from my ear, when I'm listening to Finnish Pace Notes, and I've listened to a few of your co-drivers now, would you say maybe Yarmo's tone is maybe deeper and more aggressive than the others? Yeah, that's that's true. And uh, I believe it makes makes it easy to listen to notes because then you can think a bit from the sounds and how strongly he's speaking. It's like it can tell the how slow, slow is the corners. And uh, it's also one way to get it easier to listen. Good luck this weekend. Thank you. And there we go. That was Tamey Soonan in there. You know, it's interesting to hear him talk about different voices in the car. And it is. You know, with every co-driver, there's a different tone, different way of calling the notes. And I think Yarmo is a little bit deeper with that Finnish voice and it may be a bit more aggressive. Is that is that going to be a help? Who knows? But interesting to hear him talk about that. I think it'll be a strong combination there. Uh, we saw Yamo around the place at Shakedown this morning. Ems, he was beaming. I think he's glad to be back in the championship. What did you think when you first saw the news that he would be coming back? Oh, it's brilliant, isn't it? He's such a nice guy anyway. I've got brilliant memories of him and Miko winning together. Uh, and he's a real gentleman. And um, yeah, I just can't wait to see what he does for Timo because um, He's got the speed, we know this, you know, but he's had a few issues in the last event. He's come in here full of confidence, a brilliant performance in Portugal, a fourth. And, um, yeah, I think Yamo is just going to make him quicker and quicker and build his confidence. And, uh, yeah, Elvin better watch out. Who's going to be number one in that, <laughs> in that team next year? Because, uh, yeah, that partnership has got, you know, all the potential of becoming world champions. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's hear from the man himself, the new but not really new to the championship co-driver for Tamu Soonan and Yamo Leitonen.
Yamo back in the championship and back at the WRC level. We've seen you compete with Hiroki Arai in R5, but we haven't seen you in a World Rally car since 2014. I'm sure everyone is asking you right now, why are you back? But I can completely understand it because I know your passion for co-driving has never waned. What an opportunity with a young, talented driver like Tami Sunanen. Did you just say yes immediately when the offer came up? Not really. It's uh, Obviously, I've been trying to do other things since we stopped. But yes, it's not a secret. I still have the passion and uh, I was actually looking to go back in a car after Mikko retired, but then some other things came up and I just didn't have time. It was a tough call. I had to wait wait over a couple, couple of nights and think about it. But then I told myself, that, yeah, I know I would be lying to myself if I'm not enjoying it. And I, I want to go back and give it a go, how it feels. And uh, this is very important weekend for me to see how it goes and then we see for the future. But it's not for me. It's I really see a potential on Tim when I've been working with him on his gravel crew and, and some sting, things on the background. And I really want to help him. He he called me. I need help. Would it be possible? Yeah, that's that's the main reason I'm here. That him asking. <laughs> <laughs> it's your wealth of experience, though. For, you know, from what you know of the WRC over the years and what you've built. He can soak all of your experience up like a sponge and he needs a bit of a guiding hand at the moment, it seems. Yeah, just try to calm down the situation. He don't need to think anything else but driving. Yeah. And uh, I hope I have a character and authority enough <laughs> to do that. And yeah, the experience gives that and I'm not panicking, know the places, know the people, kind of know the cars even still. And uh, I hope really I can, I can calm down the atmosphere inside the car. We can all see that he's a talent out there as a driver and obviously you've been monitoring what he's doing as you mentioned, you've been gravel crew for him. What do you think of the potential of Mr. Suna then? For me, potential is huge. He's a talented as a driver, but I've been working with quite a lot of young drivers, including myself a few years ago. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I remember when I first time met Teemu, you know, in Finland there is that star of the year, star of the future thing, which AKK Finland does. And I, I was on a group interviewing the people, and I remember calling his nowadays manager straight after that meeting that Timo, Mr. Timo Jochi, I've met today a strong-headed guy I've ever met on that age. <laughs> and he's proving to be there now, career <laughs> at the moment. Yeah, be a little bit cool down in the places, and yeah, you can be hard to yourself and analyze your doings, but maybe not so much appetite for every state's a little bit more brain some places <laughs> moving away from the m sport camp now then and heading off to citroen and for sebastian Ogier, first on the road here definitely going to be a tough job for him he's already said and he can't imagine a win is going to be possible it's going to be tough out there uh, and of course he hasn't got the beauty of the weather being on his side this time around there's no rain it's very very dry there's quite a bit of loose out there on the opening day. He's just got to try his best out there on, on Friday and make sure that road position ends is good for a longer Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. It's about damage limitation on Friday to try and get a road position, as you say. Um, but he's the master at it. He's done it a hundred times before. Um, the fact that it is going to be so loose makes his tyre decision, I think, a little bit easier. You know, the cars behind on a swept road are going to have to think about hards. So, um, yeah... I think it might not be quite so bad as uh, as he thinks. And I actually asked him 
what is the difference between first and second on the road? Because obviously, you know, Tanak's tactics in Portugal means mm. he's, he's behind him. Um, and it's minimal, you know, it's going to be a couple of seconds here or there. And, and in the grand scheme of things, I think uh, it's not going to be so bad. And I think if he can keep it down to, you know, tens of seconds, um, there will be some carnage along the way. There will be some cars in front of him uh, on Saturday anyway. So uh, I think he could, he could still do all right. His teammate Esapek Alapi, great performance in Portugal, but sadly on the final day, it all went very, very wrong for him. We saw him roll, we saw him then clip a bank, damage his rear suspension to the point where he could not continue. Let's head into Citroen now then, catch up with Esapek Alapi, see how he's actually feeling after that disappointment in Portugal and ahead of this event. EP, we come to Sardinia, an event we've seen you do really well on in the past, especially last year, racking up the stage wins. You told me in Portugal you felt under major pressure now. Has, does that pressure ease a bit, knowing that you're coming to an event that you do well at? <laughs> well, I, I think in the end it doesn't help too much, even if we have done, uh, done well in the past, because it's a new, new, uh, new race again and anything can happen. Um, but let's say it helps that we had some speed in Portugal. That helps. I mean, in the end, the result was bad again. But but let's say uh, before Portugal, I felt even more pressure because I haven't been really competitive in terms of speed. But I, I think in Portugal, we were with the speed. Okay, we never were on the top, but but I think um, considering the starting position on Saturday, I think the times were good. It was like we had the old Esapekalapi back in Portugal because the pace, as you mentioned, was there and, and you were more chilled out at stage ends because that pace was there. Did it, it feel like the old you to you? Yeah, yeah. to be honest, I, I felt really uh, nice flow on the car. It was very natural. The driving came very easily, which I haven't had since last year. <laughs> um, but it's just due to the setup. We finally found the, the thing which is made for me and that is helping a lot, really a lot. You talked about the suspension being more to your liking and making you, well, suiting your more aggressive style. What exactly is the thing that has been changed? Front diff. We, yeah, we, we increased the locking quite hugely. And, and then together with that, that was made, let's say, for Friday. And then uh, I was still not 100% happy, so we, we uh, together with the engineers, we made a new center diff maps for, for Saturday. And then uh, it started to work together, let's say, much better. And after that, it was just en enjoyable. Yeah. And as you mentioned, you were second on the road. You weren't supposed to be, but you were <laughs> second on the road on Saturday. And it was amazing times from that position, very much like Oik was setting the day before. Yeah, yeah, I need to be really uh, pleased with that. And, and like I said, to take that experience away with me in, in this rally and forget the Sunday. So not a huge amount of changes here at Rally Sardinia from what we've seen in the past. Obviously last year, it seemed to be a rally that suited you. Why? What is it about this event that suits Mr. Lappy? I don't know, to be honest. I think actually the year, the year before was better. I, I think I did year before. I did the five fastest times and last year only one. Um, 
but let's say last year we we all almost avoided all the problems and then we were quite consistent with the speed especially on on, on Saturday and then this is the rally where always happens something it's because you, you can't be really flat all the time you need to think about a little bit to save the car as well and a lot of uh, loose rocks that you need luck as well to, um, to to be able to survive to the finish so yeah I was just lucky maybe two years in a row I guess <laughs> It's more than luck. You say you can't be flat everywhere, but last year on the final day, we saw an incredible battle between Newville and Ogier, where they were completely flat. Whether they liked it or not, they had to be. But is it a, a, a rally more of a balance of survival and speed? Yeah, I, I think so. Um, even though it's been, let's say, especially for WRC2, it felt like that. that it's only survival. But on, on, on this level, now on WRC, you can't just survive, otherwise you will be the last one. So you need to keep the speed as well, but I think you need to somehow understand the sections where you can't really push the 100% and, and, and then all the rest, you need to push 100% if you, if you want to be competitive. So Esapeka there, and there are massive positives to take from the pace we saw in Portugal. He was back to his old ways. He was the Esapeka we, we know and love from previous years, can deliver the pace, but also can deliver quite quirky stage end comments. They disappeared this year, haven't they? Because it's not been going well for him, but he was a different man in Portugal. Oh, absolutely. If he can recreate Friday and Saturday's performance here, and forget about Sunday's performance, uh, you know, he's going to be there or thereabouts. He's got great road position. Um, but it's all about confidence for him now and the pressure, because the pressure is certainly on for him, firstly, to finish and secondly, to perform. So um, it's a funny old thing, you know, when the pressure starts working tricks on your mind and, you know, he starts drifting. He needs to fully concentrate, finish the rally and show some speed. And if he can do that, he'll be back on track. Yeah, I think he might well be. OK, we're taking it over to Toyota now. A man who's celebrating event number 100, Oit Tanak. And my goodness, isn't he on form at the moment? Self-assurance and confidence by the bucket load. Just, what, two points behead, uh, behind sorry, in the championship standings from Ogier. A brilliant tactic played at the end of Portugal from him. We saw tactics across the board, didn't we? From, from the Hyundai team in terms of road position to, to help Newville from Tanak. Uh, to make sure that he wasn't first on the road here. He slowed at the end of um, the power stage. Puts himself in a good position. You said when you'd spoken to Ojo, he said the difference is going to be minimal between them. And I was amazed at what Tana could do from second on the road in Portugal. Yeah, it was some performance, wasn't it? And not just that, he carried that performance from Chile. So he's won two on the bounce now. If he can make it three here, and you wouldn't bet against him. He loves this rally. His maiden win here a couple of years ago. His first podium here a couple of years before then. So he's, uh, he's a fan of Sardinia. You know, he's got the car to do the job. His confidence is sky high. Um, yeah, from second on the road, you know, I still fancy him for a win. Let's hear from him. Right, we come back to the site of where your first victory took place, your first podium took place, plus this is now your 100th WRC event. Sardinia is all good for you, I think. How are you feeling about the weekend ahead? Uh, of course, looking forward. Uh, normally a place I really enjoy to come. And, uh, and as you said, uh, yeah, it's, it, should be, it should be an interesting weekend. Uh, 
after recce everything we've seen looks uh, tricky complicated not so easy uh, let's say conditions here are always um, really demanding uh, a lot of dangers or hazards everywhere so it's not easy here but uh, let's see uh, we, we will we will focus and uh, as always we need to push hard on, on Friday it looks even more tricky than it was in Portugal but uh, we need to give it a good go in terms of the amount of loose gravel that's out there you mean yes uh, there is there is just not a little bit there is quite a lot and uh, it's it's dry and hot so uh, it will be tough it will be a big job but um, Let's say we did quite okay in, in Portugal, or we did well in Portugal, but uh, I, I know it will be harder here, but uh, we still need to try hard. You talked about the challenge of it and how tough, tricky, technical it is out there. Last year we saw the winning margin just seven-tenths of a second. Sadly, we didn't see you in that battle at the front this year, but things can change around, of course. What's the secret of getting it right here? You have won here in the past. You know what it takes to win on this island. What would you say it is? I need to be consistent. Uh, last year the weather was also really tricky and, and okay, we retired, but uh, uh, let's say already Friday is very demanding. Already the first stage is maybe most uh, demanding of the, of the rally. Um, it's slow, uh, it's really technical, narrow, uh, some uh, rough places, so it's not easy for the car. Uh, I, I believe the, the main danger is to, to get the puncture. Uh, it's, it's easy with all these loose rocks here, so uh, in places maybe you have to be a bit lucky as well, but uh, still, I guess if you have good rhythm and, uh, and you focus hard, then uh, it's, it's possible, but it will be a big job. Number 100 then, let's get a bit nostalgic here. You've reached WRC event number 100. You told me back in Portugal that that was one of the toughest wins of your career. What's been the best moment of the 100 so far? Yeah, uh, 100, 100 is, is a big number, maybe a bit too big number, but... Uh, well, Yari Matti's on 202 or 3, isn't he? So you haven't got yeah. there yet. I'm not targeting it. <laughs> Never, I can say that. But uh, but yes, uh, it's it's been a quite long journey already, and uh, we've had many interesting moments in our career, so uh, I've seen many different things. Hard to say which one was the best, but... Uh, yeah, let's say every win is uh, somehow special, but normally the, the first one is, is the most. So that's Oitanak then. Who is your money on this weekend for your big top three here in Sardinia? It's, as always, a difficult one to call. And, you know, after Newville's performance last year, which was something really special indeed on that final day, you know, you've got to think Newville's in with, with a pretty big chance here. He's... He's won this event twice. Last year, obviously, was the thriller, the absolute thriller of the win. And he loves just plunging into the um, the water at the end of the rally, it seems. Uh, he's on good form at the moment. Yeah, but you can't discount any of the top three in the championship, really. They're all gunning for it. They're the only three winners we've seen this year. They've, they had two apiece until Portugal, and Tanak went to three. Um, it's going to be one of them, and I think the other two will probably end up on the podium. Um, if I was a gambling man, it would be Tanak, Ogier, Thierry. Uh, but uh, it's far too early to say, and this rally, as you know, it's going to be all drama on Friday, even more on Saturday and then Sunday. If we can get a knife-edge cliffhanger like we had last year, you know, the rally's the winner. 
Absolutely it is. Well, we welcome Andreas Mikkelsen back into the championship this weekend as well. We're going to see competition aplenty. The junior WRC is back in action and we haven't seen those boys compete since Corsica. So great to see them back. Of course, we've got WRC2 Pro and WRC2 as usual. Make sure you join us on All Live this weekend to get a full visual on what it's like here in Sardinia and to watch what I'm sure will be a thrilling battle. We say it every time. But it is, it always is, every rally is incredible. And we're at a real boom point, I think, in WRC in terms of the stories and the drama we see. As journalists, we don't have to work very hard at all. They're all just falling into our laps right now. So make sure you sit back and enjoy it all on All Live this weekend. I'll be there, of course. So will Emmer, Julian Porter, Colin Clark, Molly Pettit, Abby Stevens, all part of what should be a brilliant rally Sardinia. Don't miss it.